Okay. Is it that is 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 it on? It's on now. Is yeah. It on? I forgot how to do it. Yeah. Can oh. you feel it? Like. Can you feel the rust oh, creeping like, up on oh. the podcast? fuck song from lion king yeah that's right i forgot even what that was from yeah they're like oh now they're teenagers let Mm -hmm. them roll around in the sands oh boy i forgot about that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's for the furries of which i am not one meanwhile simone and puma are just watching jerking off in the corner oh yeah steamboat willie in the public domain as of this year Mickey Mouse. As of two days ago, yeah. Yeah, Three can you believe that? I can't sure. believe Disney let it lapse. Did they finally just run out of uh, favors from the government? From the DOJ? Uh, yeah. yeah. Florida is kind of not in their pocket, so. That's true. Yeah, you we know. can thank Ron DeSantis for this. And his lifts. Thank you, Mr. Sanctimonious. Okay. We appreciate you. You know he wears high heels, right? Yes, I heard about this. Okay. Ron DeSantis's boots. Old news. Oh, well, I don't you know. know. Yeah, he he always shows up in like awkward looking desert boots with like full suits no, they're on. They're like cowboy boots that sort somehow of. crease in the wrong way. Yeah, and that's what like, tipped everybody mm. off was the weird crease. Yeah, no, just as a, as a shoe person, I was like, yeah, sir, those are not. You have like a block of wood in there. Oh man, remember when he was on the rise? We'll never hear from him again. That's fine. After this fake primary, Ron DeSanctimonious, oh, he'll God. he'll be like Lincoln Chafee. Remember Lincoln Chafee? Was that one of the Senate twinks? He's my favorite presidential candidate maybe of all time. Uh, During the uh, Hillary season, the 2016 campaign, he uh, was in the Democratic primary. I got nothing. And at one point he was asked, you know, he's polling at like less than 1%. And they asked him during a debate, like, why are you running? And sort of like Mitch McConnell style, he had like a freeze up moment. And then he just went, "I, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> you know we love honesty in politics don't we people you know everybody look up lincoln chafee oh i wonder God. what his wikipedia page is like that might be something for my lunch hour tomorrow this guy was yeah oh wow i okay. guarantee you he's on like the board of mckinsey or something now maybe not after no. a response like that i don't think the deep state's gonna weaponize him oh there's n- <laughs> too many dinglings at mckinsey to run a deep state they're too busy trying to fire people yeah no mm-hmm. no those are all 26-year-olds going, hmm, yeah, I know how to run a business. And you're like, oh, God, you suck so hard. The future Mayor Pete's of America Club. Ugh. But they are. They all did good in school, and they're like, I guess I'll consult. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. knowledge Yeah, of that That question's never been answered. How do you become a consultant? I want to become I a consultant. I have no fucking idea. I have a corporate strategy for my business that I'm employed by that I would like to sell them for six figures minimum so I don't have to work for them anymore. No, is there a way to to do that? No. You can't just do that. You yeah, I don't know how you get experience in If the you're working world. for said company, you it's just, you know, proprietary. I can't patent my proprietary system and no. then sell it to them? No. Why not? No. I can't extort my employer. No. I have to just volunteer it. What if I did it on my free time and then I give it to them? If your salary all the you know, that you don't really have free time if you're doing work. Ah, that's it right there. I'm yeah. not a salary man, so I can get away with it. Good to know. Okay. Yeah. You can consult just artbiz101.llc. Nice, perfect. Well, yeah. enough about my, you know, corporate extortion attempts. Yeah, that's for after show. Yeah. Yeah, how was your holidays, man? It's been a while. I mean, I think our when was our last episode? I don't even know. Like 3 weeks ago? I don't know. Who knows? It was a while. It was a while. It was a while. I, you know, I just I did my classic quiet Christmas mm-hmm. as one does. You know, yeah, I saw the tree over there, though. You got a nice tree this year. It's Did you buy that tree skirt? That's an old uh, shower curtain. Oh, wow. That I just tied in a knot. Call that the beds, the beds die tree skirt. I mean, That's does the it... the way to do it. it no, it, it looks great. It kind of looks like one of those, like, burlappy home goods shits, you know? So I was like, yeah, it'll do. Yeah, well, that's fine. Last year, it was the runner. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Also... That tree is the same size tree as I had last year, which is a four to six foot tree. That one looks closer to the six foot range. Eh, no, it's I don't think it's six foot quite, but 
a little extra up at the top. Yeah, but, yeah. You know. Quite sizable. When did you get that tree? Uh, like on the 18th or something. Oh, okay. When do you plan late. to throw it away? When it's time for the chipper to come. You're going to keep... What do you mean the chipper? They send a chipper around for yeah. Christmas trees in yeah. New York? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Our sanitation department employs a chipper? Well, just drive around. You just have to find the day that they'll do the tree thing. Wow, I didn't know that. You yeah. have to put your tree out on a certain day? I think. You can't just throw it in the garbage? I feel like I just see them all over the place. Yeah. You should put it on a certain day when there's tree collection. Oh, interesting. So it gets mulched. Okay. Or I can throw it in my car and take it to Prospect Park and throw it on the pile and we'll turn it into mulch. For oh, the there you go. Yeah. Well, now that New York City has composting, maybe I'll just shove it in the composting. I think it won't fit. <laughs> um, I don't think it'll fit either. Well, I saw people like throwing their trees down with tinsel on it. I'm like, you can't do that. No, you're not you supposed really to do that. do that. That's bad. They're going to shred the tinsel up and then the little birdies are going to eat it and they're going to die. They're going to die real hard. They're going to die real fast. Or some small child's going to have a little... My mom will have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure our basset hound ate tinsel at one point when I was growing up. That would go out in one piece. And I, I think it did come out in one piece, yeah. Why a dog would be interested in silver foil. I mean, basset hounds aren't the brightest bulbs in the drawer. I mean, shiny shit. Yeah. I feel like that's usually cats that are attracted to playing with the shiny shit. Idiot dogs, though. And they're yeah. smart enough not to eat it. They'll just bat at it and but a dog, the whole tree off. It was know. probably trying to eat like an ornament or a candy cane or something. Just got close enough. It was just collateral that damage. That sounds right. Yeah. 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 I don't like know. all of those young Ukrainian men. What? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, no. Everything is terrible. So you had a nice quiet Christmas. I you quiet did quiet. Cri- yeah. I do quiet. And then I did my little park run. On uh-huh. the day, on the day after, with a you know a wicked hangover, as one does. Ooh. I still no, I actually wasn't that bad. I fell asleep by eleven thirty. It was great. Um, and then what was it? I'm kind of blanking. New Year's Eve was was what it was. Yeah, what did you do for New Year's Eve? Ended up I, well. The plan was to go go to Branded Saloon for a little bit, and then go watch the fireworks at Prospect Park. And I said, okay, great, um, great. I'll you know take my little tote with me and then in the little clark's mug we're just gonna put the red wine so we can have park wine oh nice that we, sounds good we never made it to the park oh so we're just in the basement of branded saloon and then i was like hmm, well i have free wine <laughs> so you drank your free wine in the basement I, no, of the I, bar? I paid for lots of beverages but yeah. it, you know if it was hard to get a, a drink i'd be like well I mean, I'm not shaming you. I'm just surprised that uh, it came to that eventually. Oh, I mean, fuck that place. It sucks. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been there, so I, I wouldn't know. It's a trash garbage heap. They're very much like COVID rules. What? Still. Still? So you can't just saunter up to the bar. Right? Oh, you can't saunter up to the bar and like just order. You have to like have someone with a little boop boop in their hand, take your order, and then turn to the bartender and say this. What? The bartender doesn't take your money i mean covid wise doesn't that just introduce like another potential yes. super spreader into the mix yeah, you don't need a third party stupid. yeah usually it's just bartender and drinker yeah you no know? they have tables next to the bar oh like two two tops i wonder why this works better for them it doesn't work better for anyone yeah it's stupid as fuck hmm. and if you're in the basement of the place where servers are not constantly coming yeah you're like hi i'm trying to get drunk now huh Man, you know, I had a funny encounter because I had to go to Newark Airport oh. this time. Oh, for your inbound? Both my outbound and oh, inbound trips. No. Okay. Well. And outbound, that actually wasn't so bad. I left Ooh. from Manhattan where I work, so oh, it could have been worse. Yeah. I mean, it, it took a long time still, but whatever. But have you been to Newark in a long time? I haven't been in years. I refuse to go to Newark after some very dicey 6 a.m. flights out. Hmm. Well... So they revamped it over there, and at first it seems nice. You know, I think everybody's in a competitive mode because LaGuardia did their little renovation. LaGuardia is beautiful and gorgeous. So people need to like have a better food court or whatever. Mm. First of all, the number of bars like per yard in New York Newark Airport is a lot. absurd. Yeah, there is so many bars there. Yeah. There's bars like kind of in the middle of thoroughfares. There's like yeah. long narrow bars. They have that wine split bars in the, the middle walkways. of yeah, uh-huh, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They're everywhere, and they have food courts everywhere. Well, like I, the terminal I was in had at least four or five like full courts. I'm not talking about like a single restaurant With good or whatever. Shit or what? Well, it seemed like that, mm. and you know what? It actually wasn't that bad as far as airport fare goes. I've had worse. Okay. Mm. 
Interesting. But you reminded me of it because the only way you're allowed to order there is by taking your phone and bleep blooping it on a QR code. Yeah. And then like standing awkwardly in a nebulous crowd and just sort of waiting for your name to be called. It's it's as if everything is like DoorDash delivery. Yes. And it makes the process complicated. At first, it seems nice. But for example, I went to have a drink at a bar, uh-huh. and I went to went to just order with the bartender. I knew about the QR code thing, but she was right in front of me, yeah. and I said, "Can I just order with you?" And she didn't even say a word; she just shook her head and like pointed. Yeah, and I was like, "Okay." So I did that, and then the bartender walked away for X number minutes, of minutes. Yeah. And then when she came back to the pad that she was in front of in the first place, she looked at it, realized my drink order was on there, spent another five minutes. Walking around aimlessly, disappearing, and oh then finally God. came back with my beer, and I was like, "Huh, it's a beer." So Can that we took just not? Yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah, why? This could have taken two <sighs> seconds. So that was my first bad encounter, and then my second bad encounter was I went to go get a cheesesteak. After that, I was walking around one of the food courts. That's a choice to indulge in before a flight, but okay. Oh, well, here's the thing: the, ch- was the it choices. A Charlie's cheesesteak. I don't know what the company was. It wasn't a bad cheesesteak, I have to say, at the end of the day, but it was a probably a Charlie's. It was yeah. complicated to get it. Was it a red menu? I don't know because I didn't look at a menu. I oh. looked at a QR code and I scanned it and oh, it took me right. to the same airport menu page as everything else. Oh, okay. You don't even get like specifically branded pages. Oh, so they're all just like nebulous food stuffs. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. And no. they have like names, but I think they're all just owned by whatever one conglomerate like runs Newark Airport. So Newark is run by ghost kitchens is basically what you're saying. It certainly appears so, yes. So I go to get my cheesesteak, and, you know, the app is a little annoying, but at least the app makes it very clear what you're ordering. So I ordered a very simple thing. I was just like, I just want a cheesesteak with cheese. I don't want onions. I don't want any add-ons. I don't want anything. Mm, I just wanted the simple version. I don't know. I wasn't really in the mood for any of this food was kind of the problem, and then you end up just settling on something. There's always a Chipotle. No, there was like no branded things oh, in the part that, that I no. was in. It was like a choice between this ramen place and then like a vaguely like stir fry restaurant and then this cheesesteak place. Oh, and I think there was a burger place too. But none of them had distinguished names. names. They were just like, you know. Was I traveling with you? Written in hotel font. Yeah, with papyrus. Yeah. Like, was I traveling with you where we were marching up and down, up and down, trying to find food at a place? And there was just like a ramen place because it was like a Sunday and everything was closed. You're talking about in London, aren't you? I don't know. Or was it in France? It was an airport. Oh, it was in an airport. Oh, yeah. no, never mind. I'm thinking of a different ramen place. <clears throat> it was like, do you want this vaguely Asian shit or this sandwich? Yeah, maybe you were with me. I don't really remember. But what's the point here? I mean, it's that kind of situation where you're like, why is this all a QR code and why is it all terrible? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I know where this was. It was... I was flying alone from L.A. Mm. and was like, because LAX is a dumpster fire trash airport. Yeah. Um, and was like, what? where am I going? Where Where can I go? And it was like, well, everything's closed. Good luck, fucker. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, but why? It's an airport. Right. So I'm at Newark and I order my cheesesteak, right, with the app. And it's very simple. It's just cheese and the steak. And that's it. 30 minutes? Uh, the the wait was whatever. I wasn't really paying attention to even how long. But when they called my name, I walked up there, and it, my sandwich is sitting in a basket, and it's clearly like a cheesesteak with a bunch of other shit on it and a different cheese, like white cheese. Hmm. And I okay. just wanted American. And I was like, oh, I think my order must have gotten mixed up with something else. This isn't what I ordered. And the guy, like, pauses and looks at me, scowls at me, and then goes, what, you don't like it? You're like, and I was like, "Sir, it's not that it's I not don't what like I ordered. it. It's not what I ordered." And then he kind of looked at me quizzically, like I was completely insane for not just taking what I didn't order. Well, and begrudgingly made me a new one. But what wasn't clear to me was like, I can see this open kitchen. Yeah, I know what they're doing. I can see the iPad thing that they look at. Yeah, after my QR code transmits to their QR code. And I can see that they can just read it 
and it's very obvious. Maybe he was illiterate. I don't know. That's a really good point. The bar is is on the ground for airport workers because what are you going to do? What are you going to complain about it? You're just going to take it. You're just going to take it. I think think he was just thinking, you know, maybe I'm in a hurry and he could just strong arm this through. But, you know, he was very visibly upset for having to make me a new one. But I'd never gotten the question before. What, you don't like it? That's a new one. Yeah. And I was like, uh, you know, it's difficult yeah. to, like, you don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it with you, guy. I don't know you. Make me my fucking sandwich. Also, this is not what I ordered. Right. That, that's that's all I said. Not that yeah. I don't like it. This is not what I ordered. Yeah. You know. I think that confused him more because he was like, wait, so you do like it? Why don't you just take it? Yeah, I could yeah, see yeah. that all, like, happening in his mind. And I was like, you're really not understanding not the this, fundamental yeah. no, point no. here. No. You know, so him and the woman behind the counter got pissed off and hopefully, you know, I know they didn't spit in it, but I do think they tried to overcook it. Oh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, so, it is. It's fine. Hey, it is what it is. You're in New Jersey's worst airport. I mean, what do you want? You know, I have to say, I don't know what it was about the Newark trek this time. It didn't feel that miserable until the way back um, because on the way back, you know, everything went well with my flights and stuff. And I land, it's the middle of the afternoon. I'm like, great, I'll get home with like some time to spare. Not not so bad. But then I get on the New Jersey Transit, which oh. was as crowded as the L train at rush hour. No. All the way back to Absolutely New York. Not. Standing room only in the middle of the aisles. People with like, you know, a dog and a bag taking up four seats. <sighs> there was a disabled man with crutches that, you know, a woman had to get into a near altercation with some teens to get this guy a seat. It was crazy. It was absolute mayhem. At that point, I was like, this sucks. I remember why I hate this. This is why, you know, so, you know, I obviously didn't go home for Christmas. My plan was to do so. Yeah. And I absolutely could have. Um, Just based on, you know, work stuff. I was like, oh, I could have done it. But I'm not going to pay 500, almost $500 to suffer that two times. Oh, no, thank you. No, no, no. I'm going in the middle of January for $150. Oh, there you go. That's not bad at all. Problem solved. Great. Yeah. Holidays are whenever you decide they are. Who fucking cares? No, it's true. I think a lot of people do this. I noticed a a notable uptick amongst my coworkers and friends of staycations this year. There was a lot of people that deliberately decided I'm just not doing it anymore. Yeah. Or at least not this year. I think it's also age. You know, Mm -hmm. most of the people that we know are older than us. Remember that. Yeah, that's true. We are the young people. Yeah, that's right disgusting to say but you know like if i won't do it they're they've been past the time of being able or wanting to do it which is fine like i'm always like "Eh, i feel no need to do things on prescribed days i don't give a fuck no i know i you know i said many many times to you and our listeners that i wanted to go because ron was hosting christmas for the first time right that's kind of a big deal and it was it was nice there's a lot to get into about christmas Mm. but um if it wasn't for that, I think next year I might have. Oh, th- see, the thing is, I can never really avail myself of this option because my significant other's family is nearby, mm-hmm. and I can't just be like, I'm not doing either thing. <laughs> I would have I to. Mean, I would have to get an accomplice what, what, in the what, sitting yeah, it what, out. What I would, you know, maybe, you know, because this is what, you know, I, I kind of, I'm going to put the birdie in the ear of like, hey, sometimes you don't. No, I know. If you if your family causes you stress, maybe you just don't have to go. Well, that's the thing. My family doesn't really cause me stress, and neither does hers. So there isn't really an excuse other than you just don't want to. Which, which is when, all. I mean, when I'm, people are nice, it kind of that does hurt their feelings. Yeah, I mean, my family only causes me stress after seventy-two hours, where I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm tired of this shit. Like, you're tired of having to drive me everywhere. Like, yeah, we're that, done. Yeah, yeah. You know, like. By the way, how's your car? It's fine. Everything's fine. Julio said it's fine. Do I believe him? I don't know. Really? Um, yeah, it's very weird. Okay. I just don't fill my tank all the way to the top now, and it's fine. So I think. Oh, I'm... you probably just have like a small puncture somewhere near the top. Oh, okay, so you're but just. It, but I also just filled it up, and it didn't. Hmm. There was no gas smell, so I'm like, oh, something must have happened. I don't know. Maybe somebody tried to siphon gas out of your tank or something. Mm, maybe. Yeah. That's very possible. Yeah. In this day and age. It might have been. I don't know. Who knows. You know, speaking of which. But I also, which, like, when I, like, 
when I was first driving it around, I opened, you know, stopped the car and then tightened the gas thing. So maybe the last time I got gas, I didn't tighten it all the way because mm-hmm. it didn't like click. I might actually just need a new like cap. Oh, gas cap. Yeah, you Which should go to the you should go to the pull apart and get a gas cap. Did you ever go there in Ohio? The fuck is a my pull friend up? Matt's dad was really into this because he's a hoarder. I would just go to an auto zone and get a new one. A pull apart is a more organized junkyard. So it is a junkyard, but they have like, you know, an inside section and things like organized into bins. So you can just go to like the bin of gas caps and dig your your hands through it. I'm not digging. And uh, try Uh to find your make and models gas cap. It's kind of fun. You know, you get to play like Where's Waldo with the make and model of your car. At the same time that you're shopping, I'm good. It's a real hoarder's delight. I don't have the time. Yeah, I don't have the time. <laughs> I, I, you know, as I learn, as I age, like you know, I'm a hoarder of certain things, but I am not willing to waste the time. Um, yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, apparently she's fine. Probably just need that. Yeah. Um, I have one more holiday. Yeah, tell me. Dismay. New Year's Eve. You obviously need to eat before you go out, right? <sighs> yes. An order is placed. A guy calls, says, I'm here. Oops, it's the wrong address. <laughs> that happens to you kind of a lot somehow. I didn't place the order. Oh, jeez. Because two nights before, when it's like, hey, back in town, woo! You know, no eating then at, at all. Um, you know, a ludicrous Taco Bell order arrives here. <clears throat> and then the real, like, actual adult meal also arrives here when we are not here and i'm like oh no so we rush over in a car oh my god you took a car to get your delivery yeah wow okay because the guy also didn't say i'm gonna leave it somewhere he like he didn't talk and like there was background noise of where are you looking for what are you looking for where are you trying to go what's the address oh geez and then so we get here and it's gone oh no you think he just left it on the stoop or you think he never dropped it off at all or he just didn't someone took i don't know Oh, God. I was like, a New Year's Eve food thievery? Oh. So that was a little rough. So you just didn't eat in lieu of that? You didn't try to order again? We ordered fries at the bar. Okay. And the money came back. It was a, hey, we tried to connect with the driver and... Wow, that still wasn't here. So did that guy get kidnapped or something? That I all am, sounds very suspicious. I don't know. I feel like he was probably down a couple of houses. Yeah. Um hearing background noise and then like never hearing from the guy again. Yeah, we tried to call him back. He might have sank into the trap house. You know, that, I, who knows. That California burrito certainly didn't the super nachos, <laughs> but hey, what are we going to do? Um so Oh no. So you had a new, a devastating New Year's Eve of no, only was, fries. They did a great job. You should start a new service called Only Fries. What, when you <laughs> just drink white wine uh-huh. over the course of like three hours, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With some fries, it's not bad. Okay. Woke up feeling okay. All right. Well, that's not bad. Did I you know. stay up till midnight? Till three. Till three? Yeah. Oh, my God. You're an animal. And you felt okay? When did you sleep until? Ten. That's not bad. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And then did you do a New Year's run, too? Yeah, my own Wow, what the fuck? All this running, man. I dragged Adam with me. I was like, you're going to run. Does he usually run? He used to. Oh, wow. I was like, we're going. I feel like that park run is an awful long way to drag a novice to. I only did half. Okay. He gave up before that. Hmm. Um, oh, man. Ordered a hot dog at Nighthawk because he was like, I'm cold. <laughs> like, you know what fair do enough. do what you gotta do like you know fine yeah 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 and then i got the capitulation of i'll try it again i'm like oh there you go great. that's not bad thanks well g- you know i have a, i have so many new so many news items on so many fronts here oh. all, all kind of related to this so first of all gym membership is on you got one i ordered yeah and i ordered all my uh gear today where are you going blink fitness mm. i didn't I'm gonna make the change to blink because they have so here's the thing. I mean, Rhea already goes to Blink. She seems to like it. She doesn't have complaints, at, at least. Right. Which is mostly a good thing in my book. And today I was doing the trade-off because Planet Fitness is significantly cheaper, to it's, be totally honest. It's cheaper. There's more people. The machines break. Yeah. And so I took to Reddit also and read reviews of the two. I mean, it's an easy sell for me because the Blink Fitness is closer to me. Isn't it like right around the corner? Yeah. It's on 
The one on Knickerbocker? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The like thing that. is, Planet Fitness is like black card membership is is very enticing is where you can go to any p fit in the whole country yeah is the same price as the baseline membership at blink that doesn't even get you into multiple locations Correct. yes so that right there i'm like huh you know because if you if you get the blink one where you can go to only in new york well exactly so even if you get the one where you can only go to all of them it's twice as expensive as p fit and I was like, oh, I don't really need that. I can it's live with a single Equinox location. Light. Yeah, I think it's a little bit nicer. By all accounts, oh, it's yeah. a little it's bit nicer. As fuck, yeah. So I'm gonna go with that. So I did that. I think the blinks do the one thing that is the most important thing of all gyms is they keep children out of it. Oh, really? I didn't know that. There's no teenagers. There's no like oh, summer teen. Really? Gym thing. It's amazing how many people complain about the summer teens. It's the fucking on worst. the forums. You, you know, have a sweet spot between February and May where you're like, all right, it's all the same people. There's a rhythm. Like, you get it. And then summer fucks it up until September. Hmm. And then you have September until, like, December. And then, you know, the football team is trying to do some extra, yeah, extra yeah. shit. Mm, man. And then over here, you're like, why is Rabbi Shmuley trying to do some weird, like, pullbacks? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, yeah. So that was the thing, you know. I'm basically just going to be stuck at this single location near my home. But that's I think fine. that's fine. It, the the P-Fit was near my studio and near my work. But I was kind of like, eh. The P-Fit by your studio sucks. Yeah. Everything about it sucks. So I'm just going to I'm just gonna risk it and go with the Blink. Which the Manhattan I one's pretty nice. Uh, you can't go to the Manhattan ones, as I said. You, you have to buy their, oh, like. Oh, the P-Fit Manhattan ones are nice. Oh, I'm no sorry. No one ever goes to those because yeah. they're like, ooh, Pavo. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm going to try to get my ass into gear because I'm doing the dry January again. Mm-hmm. Actually, I mean, I feel very ambivalent about the dry January this time. I've been promoting the idea of gentle January where you don't go ham. Interesting. But you just kind of like, at the most, if you're having a drinking night, is like a light one. Okay. Well, uh, here- But I'm also like kind of like on that vibe anywhere where I'm just old and I can't drink that much anyway. Yeah. And I don't want to like... Only if I'm really feeling it. Like, if I go out, yeah, great. We're going hard. Sure. If I'm having a, like, Papa's vacuuming with a martini. Yeah. Like, I didn't make a dent in that bottle of gin. Right. right on Christmas right. Eve. Yeah. Well, Which you, was fine. You you probably have more willpower than I do at this point. but I was also very tired and said, fuck it. The, the concept of gentle January, I wasn't talking about this by name like that but i've been talking to several people who have been advocating that essentially like just cut way back and then maybe you know if you have a special occasion or something have one or two well, cut way back on like the holiday drinking because it's very yeah. easy like as someone who drinks to be like woo uh in december because it's just holiday parties and you're like well god i'm just when i go out it's celebrations yeah, every week yeah, uh-huh. and you're like fuck my life i can't do this anymore like that's fine but like if you're someone who's like okay if i go out i have half bottle of wine or a bottle of wine that's also not that bad a bottle of wine over the course of four hours it's not that bad no no i agree it's mostly just the like drinking in between those things and just the kind of streak of keeping it going i don't know None of it feels good. I feel in the mode to be dry. My no. problem with the gentle January concept is that I just I have a problem of once I start, I can't stop. So an all or nothing strategy tends to help me a little bit more. And I tend to just kind of brute force my way through the month. Not that it's that challenging. I mean, after two weeks, you're kind of like, whatever. whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like I have a baby shower to go to on Saturday. Do I really want to not have a couple glasses of wine at the baby shower? I'm not sure. You know, drinking at a baby shower. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, kids are going to be there, except for the potential kid. Is it a human? So, um, well, yeah, at this point. Oh, well, is it? Yeah. Oh, Oh, Aliza's. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's pretty far along. But you know, I. But she can drink at this point. Well, yeah. I mean, so fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know the amount of pregnant women I've been like? What are we doing? White wine. All right, let's go. I'm not like, making a very clear point. It's just to say that, like, it helps me a lot to kind of X off the days on the calendar in my brain. I get, like, a sense of accomplishment from that. And when I have a streak going, once it's broken, 
Uh-huh. I'm kind of like, well, the following Tuesday, if we're podcasting, I'll be like, well, fuck it. I already fucked up, so who cares? Oh, well. Whereas if, you know, once I get the sunk cost of like 15 days, you're like, oh, oh. we're halfway home. Like, it's not a big deal. And I do kind of like, it's been a few years since I've done it, but I do kind of like just resetting your body and your tolerance all the way back to zero. Because the following couple of months, which are not that exciting, February and March, you don't end up drinking that much anyway. That's what happened to me last time. And then you can kind of go into the summer like real fresh, you know, when the weather starts turning and everything's good. You feel great. Hmm. And that this year combined with uh, working out, I'm hoping, you know, by the time I'm riding my bike again every day, I'll just be feeling great. Riding the bike and going to the gym, you're going to be fit as fuck i hope so yeah yeah i don't know if i'll continue to go to the gym as much i'm gonna try and go like three nights a week from here until april it's a lot to do no i know but my thing is i haven't been going to my studio much after my job anyway but i am kind of looking for something to do and that's perfect because there's no additional commute it's not a real commitment of that much time you're just walking you know yeah it's it's just 30 minutes 40 minutes you're in you're out ew yeah that's all well, I don't know. Like that's how I used that's how I used to work out at PFIT when I would go with Ron because I would just do a hit style thing um, where I would do a machine, do cardio, do a machine, do cardio, back and forth, back and forth, and you don't do like a tremendous set of anything, and you don't do like a tremendous extended cardio either. You just never let your heart rate go down. You know, no breaks for thirty or forty minutes ooh. is kind of a nice style of working. That's out. not great. Uh, let me okay, let me break it down for you. When I was at at peak of fitness, we're getting a little round just because mm-hmm. holidays and the winter bulk. Barely. Um, you need to cycle through just for recovery's sake. If you're going to go three days a week or four, just depending on you know if you go every other day or whatever, like you have to. It might seem like a great idea to do that kind of hit cycle, but if you're going that frequently, you do have to be like, today we're going to do, you know upper body and shoulder actually don't do upper body and shoulders you can be dead upper body and abs or something yeah with cardio right and then you do legs shoulders cardio and then repeat that back and forth which is what i used to do but then i would also throw in three mile runs four mile runs on the treadmill and then i realized running on a treadmill is actually fucking stupid and the worst thing for you it's it doesn't do uh, well. It's not the worst thing for you. It is not as wonderful for your mental health as being outside. Yeah, that's definitely true. Like you it's kind of torturous to run on a treadmill. You can get zen. Uh, it's real, but you know, it's not. You can't. You don't. Fresh air helps. It, it just it feels better. Um, I think it feels. It hurts. It re- the recovery time is longer, but it feels better long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm down for it. Um, I wouldn't do that hit shit every other day that you're gonna be like why am i so tired well i don't know i mean i used to do i used to do it three three or four days a week and it was fine but i'm familiar with the concept that you're talking about i mean ron and i we would not necessarily synchronize this but usually one of the four days would be a lighter day where i would just either do targeted weights or no weights at all and just do like an hour of cardio yeah instead like light duty yeah like exercise bike or elliptical because the running hurts my knees elliptical what are you woman well i like the elliptical yes you call me gay but i like the elliptical not even gay you got to just do it fast and you got to do it backwards and forwards it's not like it's like burning a lot of calories again it's just to keep your heart rate up uh take it easy on your joints for a second do the rowing machine yeah, maybe I'll do the rowing machine. Rowing machine know. is better than the elliptical. The elliptical offers no like satisfaction. Well, uh, for me, the whole point of it is that it's a recovery day, you know, and I have really bad knees and all sorts of like joint problems in my wrists and stuff. It's like way easier sometimes to just do only heart rate with zero impact. That's why I do the bike or the elliptical. But I think that's why like the rowing would actually be really good mm-hmm. because of. It's no impact. It's just flexing, and it's going to actually help build up muscle around all the joints, Yeah, which will help you feel better in the pain points. Oh, you know what? That's a good suggestion. And it'll yeah. also help core. Like, yeah, yeah. The main thing is core work. 
Well, isn't it shoulders and arms too? It does everything. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. It doesn't do that much legs, but you know, it is what it is. But, you know, you're doing all of that, but at very, like, almost no impact. It's great. Right. Like, elliptical, it's like attempts to mimic, but it doesn't engage enough. Yeah, the rest I know of the mean. body, like, and mean. it's just like kind of cardio, and you're like, well, whatever the fuck this is. Like, the elliptical is cardio and core strength and leg work and shoulder the work. rowing machine. Yeah, yeah I yeah. would f- fuck the elliptical, fuck the treadmill, start there because you know that's that's how I started. I would like do treadmill some days or treadmill one day, and then the next day do the w- the thirty minute things and only do the like machines i would not do the like we're gonna step up fuck no oh yeah let's see that's what i used to do yeah the 30 minute section but i would do the they're not gonna have the 30 minute section i would do the fitness no i would do the 30 minute just resistance yeah and then go do the rowing yeah 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 or do 40 minutes on the treadmill yeah that's a way to do it i mean sometimes they would have like these impromptu classes that would be taking all the step stools up so i couldn't do my like little cardio hit those things. are unsanctioned by the way In, i know that you couldn't do your your little cardio between machines yeah. so i would just do all the machines in a row yeah. and then go do cardio that's right. great yeah. like that's that's yeah. ideal yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something like this, but we'll see how, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I'm so out of shape right now; it's just gonna be whatever I can do for a little while. I was out of shape, just to shit. get up to speed. You know what I mean? I, I think doing like, it's probably not good for you in terms of recovery. But I'm like of the of the football training camp school where you got to do like conditioning when you're out of shape. Like the first month, just hit it as hard as you fucking can. Like lo- lose some weight, like. Get you're, your flexibility back. You're going to lose like eight pounds in water weight alone yeah. just doing that oh, for yeah. like a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, what is fat? What is muscle? Jesus Christ. Yeah, you, then you got to start bulking. You got to build. Not really. You just need more protein. Yeah. It's very annoying. It's very expensive to eat. Well, if you have to eat a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. Well, that's the it only can thing. can be very expensive. That's the only thing that makes your joints feel better. Is eating enough protein. And recovery, yeah. Like, if you don't want to be in pain for three days, you have to have a shitload of protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking sucks. Well. And the little, like, jarred shit stops kind of working after a while, especially the plant-based one. Really? I only do the plant-based one because I'm like, I'm not doing that, like, whey shit. Hmm. not farting up this place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I'll be able to buy less expensive groceries again because my other piece of news is that I put in an offer on that escape today. Oh, finally. I have yet to hear back from them, but I walked in there this morning. It was still there. Um, I didn't see it. They didn't have it out on the street anymore, but I asked them, is it still there? They said, yes, it is. I offered them, so the the window price was $8,200. Pretty Mm -hmm. sure I said that on one of the last casts. And I walked in there, and I was like, oh, you still got that escape? They were like, yeah. I was like, you know, uh, what's your brass tax on it? And the guy kind of like, mm, I don't know. And I was like, would you take six? And he was like, no. He like was going to laugh me out. And I yeah. was like, 6,500. He was like, no. And I was like, well, what are we talking about here? I'm interested it's in the been car. sitting here for, yeah. yeah what's I, exactly. I just kind of gave him a little toot. Like, well, what, what do we, you know, talk to me. Don't laugh at me. Like, what do you, what want? do you want for it? Yeah. And then he goes, seven. And I'm like, okay, like okay, that's so we're like, was not that bad. Yeah, yeah, we're not that far apart. You're acting yeah. like I'm insulting you. Yeah. And then here we are, and we're meeting in the middle exactly as I intended. Yeah. So I said, okay, you know, I'm not talking to the boss at this point. I'm just talking to the guy at the desk, and I'm like, okay, um, seven grand. But I, uh, one stipulation that I want is you guys said before you wouldn't let me take it to Brooklyn to see my guy, but if I find somebody local, I want an inspection before any money changes hands with a third party. Mm. And he was like. Uh, okay, I'll have to talk to my boss about that, but we'll call you back. And I did, this was, this was this morning. Oh, okay. And I didn't hear from them today. So hopefully I'll hear from them tomorrow, but it's on my way to work. So I might just stop in there and be like, so what's going on? Do you want to get rid of this or not? You know, um, because over the Christmas break, Ron had heard the cast and he did offer to be a bro. And he said he would, you know, I'm still going to have to pay quite a bit out of pocket, but he said he would front me five, five grand. Oh. In an, as an interest-free loan, and I said, "Great, that's great. I will take that deal." Um, 
But, you know, that's going to cost me a little bit up front because not only is there the remainder of the price, I mean, paying the sales tax and then getting this thing, like, registered and titled and plated is, like, another $1,000, pretty close to it. Yeah, but you're paying three grand out of pocket, so who cares? Shut up. No, I know, and then uh, and then I'll do that, and and uh, I got some insurance quotes together. I was able to finally find one that wasn't like miserable, but man, is it going to be an adjustment? One ninety? No, it's like one sixty something. One sixty eight, one sixty nine was yeah. like the lowest one I could find. Yeah, and I think I might even be able to get that lower after my little fender bender from a few years ago uh, wipes clean mm. in a year or two. Yeah. I'll just keep this insurance for like two years and then just sh- switch providers because they'll never oh, yeah. come down for no, you. Yeah. You'll just have to look, find a new place. But as long as there's no accidents in there. So I'm hopeful. Yeah, but the car is older, too. So who cares? Like, that's the thing. When the car gets older, it's like, hmm, who fucking cares? Yeah, maybe. I, y- who knows? There, there's odd, odd things with the insurance. The age of the car, it seems to matter less than I thought it would. It's just location. Like I was looking. Yeah, exactly. I was looking at different quotes and like getting a 2024 car was actually like, let's say I was buying a new car. I'm not. But um, I think it was actually a little bit cheaper because it's like better safety features or whatever. I don't know. So the age of the car is not necessarily an advantage. I tried to look for cheaper insurance or like, you know, buy my own just to be like, I'm independent. And it was like, stupid bitch with your old car in New York. And I was like, but why? They're like. Because we can. Yeah. And I was like, cool, great, love it. Well, because the odds are just really high that even if they don't have to pay something out, there's going to be some kind of claim Something's going to go wrong on Yeah, Yeah, at some point. So, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, this ball is still very much in the air. And... It, At least you did it and made the offer. I mean, yeah, right? I made the yeah. offer on it because I'm like, you know what? I just I just have a good feeling about it. I just want it. We'll see what happens. I just hope that I don't go take it for a te- test drive and take it for a third-party inspection, and they're like, it's a piece of shit. Don't buy it. Right. Then you're back to square one. But, I mean, eh, that's not the end of the world, I guess. Yeah. You know, just the idea of having, like, a very similar car is very yeah. attractive to me. Well, car, period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't even, like, need it right now. It's just that yeah, you do. It's gonna. Start I don't want to. You want to go truck in the snow for groceries, like yeah, a bitch. True, that's true. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. And I just, I don't know. I don't want to have to keep shopping. It's a lot of work to shop for an expensive purchase. I, I'll just cut you off right there. It's a lot of work to shop. Period. Yeah, I if guess. If you want to acquire anything thoughtfully, oh the work, oh the work. Yeah, what and it's bitch. like I, you know, at. at at the point where I take the car for inspection, I'll already be $300 deep in it because the inspection is going to cost a couple hundred bucks. And Really? Well, the guy that I talked to today quoted me at 139 or something, but I I don't he was ESL and I don't think he Julia? No, I have to take it in Manhattan a few blocks away cuz they won't let me take it to Brooklyn. That's the whole thing. Julia won't go. I didn't ask him. I mean, I could ask, mm-hmm. but it's not that important to me that it's Julio in particular. Oh, I just great. need other eyes on it, you yeah. know. But so this guy quoted me 139, but because he was ESL, I couldn't tell whether he thought I was asking for a state inspection or whether I was asking for, like, a pre-purchase inspection. He seemed a little confused by that terminology. So oh. I'm wondering if he just quoted me, like, what you would pay to, like, I don't know. But do you have to pay to pass those inspections? I'm no. not even sure. In Ohio, you don't. So you don't. I don't know. No. So maybe maybe it'll be cheaper, whatever. But the other thing is the Carfax that I already paid for oh, right. is not inexpensive either. So I'm already in it for a little bit of money, and I'm just like, let's get deeper so that I can't back out, you know. Or just pull the trigger. Like, come on. No, but I need somebody to look at it, man. I'm not going to spend that amount of money on I – I just don't know enough about cars to do it on my own. Right, I really yeah. don't. If I did – especially a hybrid car. If oh, it was okay. a more conventional okay. car where I could, like, drive it around and listen to it and be like, yeah. okay, I don't know what it is, but something's really fucked yeah. up. I have no idea if a hybrid battery is any good, and I don't trust a mechanic oh, right. yeah. as far as I can throw them. Just because I can drive it around the block a few times doesn't mean it's not going to crap out in 4,000 miles. So I need to know that. Yeah. You know, for the sure. Of Pennsylvania, and the yeah. structural problems with escapes, I'm a little more comfortable diagnosing that, although yeah. I would still like somebody else to, like, really look get it, under yeah. there because I can only look in so far. Right. So we'll see. But, you know. I mean, that's 
Hopefully we'll be back in action here pretty soon because I am dreading the idea of getting into the spring and summer. It's not the winter that bothers me. I don't mind paying more for groceries or having to walk in the snow. But yeah, things like that are devastating to me. I don't even want to think about what happens come, uh, you know, Memorial Day and you got to rent a car to go upstate or something. No, thanks. Honestly, it's kind of fun. No, Mm -hmm. no good. I don't want to have to do all that stuff. A new car, so. it costs money, but, you know. Also, the idea of just, hey, I, I have to go to Ohio in the summer. My dad's getting married. Do I want to pay for a plane ticket and take extra time off work because I can't leave when I want to? The answer is no. Take a flight. So, cheaper. no, I'm not taking a flight. It's not cheaper. That's the thing. It is not cheaper. It's absolutely not cheaper. It's so hard to get to Ohio from here for whatever reason. I mean, you got a hundred and something dollar ticket, but that's January, brother. I'm talking about the weekend after Fourth of July. Oh, it fuck. ain't gonna be cheap. Oh god, yeah. it's gonna be hot as shit. I'm a, and I'm gonna have to go to Newark again, so no thanks. Oh no. Plus, it's for a wedding and stuff. I have stuff I want to bring with me. Stuff I want to bring home. Probably that always ends up happening. You know, yeah. my poor dad had to mail me back some of my stocking stuffers this year because I can't take, I can't take a box full of shit onto a plane. Oh. You know. Well. Yeah. So it was nice of him to do that, and it was nice of everybody that got me stuff. But it's like you run into all sorts of problems that I totally forgot about. I used yeah. to load that car up with whatever I wanted. Oh, yeah, that's true. I couldn't take home any of the leftovers that I desired. Oh. I spent a lot of time frying the Supri, and I couldn't even have any for myself. She can't take fresh food on a plane right. like that. Mm, you can put them in your bag. Your carry-on. Stack on them. I mean, surprisingly, TSA has been slacking. Oh, I've yeah, noticed the last yeah, couple of years, I don't actually think it would have mattered. No. Um, both ways in the airport, I didn't have to take my shoes off or anything. Oh, they were getting people in. They were now. just like, yeah. put your shit on the conveyor belt and walk through the fucking thing. We don't care. So It was just one guy with a shoe bomb. No, I know. Yeah. And I think at a... this point, they're like, we don't fucking care. If he tries, if someone next to you starts like trying to strike a match on their heel, like maybe let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just like put them in a show cold. Figure it out. <laughs> You're Americans. We f- fucking go for yeah, it. Yeah, flight 93 that shit. Go down with the ship. Like just punch sucker punch him and then call it a day. Don't put in your AirPods and go to sleep. <laughs> I would be the perfect opportunity because I'd be like, "Well, I'm seated." Oh my god. You know if 9/11 happened today, there would be like some zoomer in the bathroom that didn't even know they were about to hit the buildings because he was trying to vape. It'd be me. <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're, like, Ooh, weird. You're the anti-Mark Wahlberg. If you were on that plane, nothing would have went differently. Oh, I would have kicked the <laughs> emergency door open with a parachute and been like, bye! D.B. Cooper it? Yeah, why not? Right into the East River? Sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Laying on a rooftop. I always, when I'm on planes, I do fantasize about like something happening to the pilot and then having to like throw the headset on and get on with like air traffic control and have them teach you how to land the plane. No, and you get all the credit. It's not going to happen. Actually, what you want is to find the autistic guy on the plane who's spent the last decade on playing Microsoft Flight Flight Simulator, and you let him do it. You're like, "Hi, is anyone tizzing out right now?" Mm -hmm. To the front of the plane, please. You're like, "Yeah, I've done this before." Find the guy watching anime conspicuously and send him. No, you know that's the guy you want. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of flight hours logged on the flight simulator. And on, you know, hentai.jp. I'd be like, I played Pilot Wings three times. Let's go. <laughs> I was only really good at the parachute one. A, B, down. Oh, God. Title of app. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, anyway, what else is going on? Uh, do we talk about... Uh, <laughs> Dana show? Or did I see oh, that did after? you see it? Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't talk about that yet. And it, it was a good like December, like December to remember sales event uh-huh. moment because there was also a Ryman show. Yeah, I heard about the Ryman show too. People a lot of were, color were raving about the Ryman show. Oh, I thought it was good. Person I was with went, "This is fucking boring." I'm like, oh, "Well, it's yeah, I can imagine that um, Ryman would be pretty fucking boring to a, basically a layman." Yeah, I was like, but look at all the color underneath the white. It's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, nobody cares. Like, I don't give a <laughs> shit about this. This is boring and stupid. I was like, well, but no, there's things. And it's like, who fucking cares? Many years like, ago okay. in the early days of YouTube, I got in a comment war on a video about Robert Ryman 
because I was trying to point out that, you know, his work is all about the subtleties of light and that like the color underneath the white really matters a lot. And some guy was like, well, if I wanted that, I would just look at a wall. And I was like, you know what? That's a really good point. So would Robert Ryman. He'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I encourage you to look at walls, TBH. Well, what I pointed out to this gentleman back then was that, uh, you know, w- walls are devoid of specific context. You could look at the wall, yet you would never do that. Your attention is not drawn to it. And artwork's designed specifically to make you pay attention to these certain things. So huh. checkmate, bitch. He never replied. Yeah, uh, okay, well. You know. That was kind of a weak retort. Well, no, it just happens to be true. I mean, there's nothing more to say. You know, spot the lie. Am I wrong? Mm. Certain walls could be interesting. I don't I don't believe that if you're talking about the general population that a wall ever really attracts anybody's de- attention on purpose. Correct. Except for graffiti. Oh. At which point now yeah. you're talking about an image and not a surface. Not fair. All right. So, fine. like I said, checkmate. Maybe stoners who were like, "Whoa, the sunset on the wall, man!" You know what? That's a real. That's a really good point. The zoomer that's that's THC vaping on the nine eleven flight. He's definitely looking at looking the at wall. all the pebbling on from the you know LED light. Yes, little does he know he's about to hit one. You see lots of light. <laughs> You're gonna see God's light in Saint, just a second. Saint Peter, inshallah. Oh boy. <laughs> But oh. so you saw Dana Show. I did not realize that. I looked at a lot of pictures of Dana Show. I did not see it in person. I got Those in... paintings were wet as fuck. I bet they were. I was like, damn, yeah. girl, you rushed that shit out. I got intrigued because uh, the Manhattan Art Review gave her kind of a slag. It wasn't that good. And I thought, interesting. I mean, she's not that bad. And then I looked at the paintings, and I kind of got where he was coming from because he made this uh, observation that they just look like really tortured Philip Gustin's. There and were, that Gustin has a way of pulling it off that she doesn't have. There were only a couple of those. I was not. There weren't that many of. But Gustin she did references. seem to shift her style, though. She's got this like muddier color going on, and you know that kind of like goopy brushwork that isn't necessarily characteristic of her. A lot more wet into wet. Than it was like. very yeah. It was a lot of that, which I was like, Ooh, I don't know about that. Um, where the fuck are the fillings of the thing? Um. Oh my. There was yeah, there was a lot of like goopy nonsense uh happening. Uh Let me look at it. Like, you know, something like this which I was like, "Oh, well, I don't know about all that." Like it's a it's a painting of like I guess like some kind of like rail car I don't know but it's very like ooh lots of lots of colors just kind of being real muddy because the whole thing was like her first giant bronze and I was like that could have not happened yeah yeah that was also mentioned in the M A J review which was just uh the what oh uh M A R Manhattan Art Review. He he similarly said, like, the bronzes are big, but, like, what the fuck? They're bad. You know, They're so bad. However, I went on... Is it David Swerner now? Yeah, it's Warney. I went on David Swerner's website, and they had this kind of, like, cool video of Dana Schutz making those. And that was a lot more interesting than the sculptures themselves. Aren't they just, like, sculpty size on the table, and then someone blew them up? No. They're the full size of the bronze, and they're clay over, like, a giant metal armature. Oh. So she makes, like, a full-out clay sculpture first. I mean, how are those are transported? I don't know. Who fucking knows? The clay things alone probably weigh close to what the bronze weighs. Yeah. And she's in there with, like, these giant, like... I was going to say fistful, but it's more like bucketfuls of clay at a time, like these just huge like, globs just yeah. like working it. And I was like, whoa, this like looks really f- cool and fun. I can't speak to the merits of the sculpture. I mean, I didn't see them, mm-hmm. just pictures of yeah. them. But like I feel uh, when I when I saw the images, I was like, oh, I feel like Dana Schutz could get a lot of uh, get a lot of leverage out of polychroming these. Like, yeah. why doesn't she make sculptures and then paint them? Because her work relies so much on color yeah. in the first place that, like, a colored sculpture that big would be a weird Wild. grotesquerie. Yeah. She needs to pull an Rather Austin than Lee. trying yeah. to be, like, classy, like, I made a bronze. Well, my you know? thing with the things, like, looking up at them doesn't really work. Like, if you were up, like, maybe three feet looking down, like, it's the same image as, like, the plane of the painting. Mm-hmm. 
So like that's something that I would be like, build me a little like arena, right? Because I I felt like looking up, I was like, most of this is blocked by like the circular thing, and there's one little short one that you could kind of like have an eye level down, like an eye line down, and I was like, that's right, right. That seems like I can see what's going on here. It was like a take on a bust. I was like, well, this is cool. Like I you know, I get this, can understand. But the big one, I was like, huh? Yeah. You know, not all painters that make sculpture are bad at it, but I feel like the more painterly the painter, the worse the sculpture, if that makes sense. So, like, de Kooning sculptures are mm, never good, yeah. and they actually are really reminiscent of what I think, like, Dana's kind of trying to do, like, basically yeah. goopy clay made into bronze. Yeah. Just sort of push it around with your fingers, yeah. and that subs for the brush stroke yeah. type of thing. But you're right. They never lose that sense of, like, just having planes. Like, even if they look good from certain perspectives, it's that they look good from certain perspectives, yeah. not as, like, a totally uh, in-the-round experience where, you know, you look at a Bernini or something, yeah. like it's kind of constantly swirling. Like, the motion of the sculpture never really stops as you move around. Right. Whereas, you know, with Dana's, it was even obvious in pictures that it's like, this has four sides. Yeah. Maybe it has a top side, but you can't probably see It's a cube. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. You're looking at it in cube space, which is fine. Like, put it in a lobby, and then from the second floor, it probably looks great. Mm -hmm. It's probably perfect. But, like, looking up, no thank you. Keep it. Like, I always thought Cy Twombly was a pretty good sculptor as a painter. He might be counter to the painterly thing, but it's only because his sculptures are so just totemic. They don't really make an effort to be dynamic. Yeah, no. They're supposed to be, I think, like sort of relics from his universe, as if an object was taken from the painting and put into space. Yeah. Which, that can work. Like, Anselm Kiefer's kind of similar in this sense. Some of his paintings... Yeah, but then he's got to put it in a fucking vitrine. The sculpture kind of, like, extends off the painting or whatever but you get the sense that like whatever he's doing in space is you know remnants of whatever world he's trying to create like extracted from it i didn't get the i think that's probably part of dana schutz's intention but Mm. like she'd be better off maybe making smaller more focused sculptures rather than trying to match like the energy and vitality of like a history painting in like a bronze i mean yeah if you're not michelangelo like don't try to do that a 10 foot bronze i'm like yeah no like it just doesn't well and think about how many like major sculpt sculptors had like huge expansive projects that they also never ended up finishing like rodin's gates of hell uh michelangelo did like a similar thing i think it was like a tomb for the vatican or something like these giant like basically history paintings but sculptures yeah that they just don't finish no you know like it's not really for that there's no way to make that like have the same impact as a one view situation no yeah yeah like it just doesn't work like you know my thing was like ooh, scale is a problem and the paintings and the thing i was like ooh, we're having a scale problem because there's this giant painting in the uh the more westerly gallery and i was like okay so part of this was drying at a weird rate and then you just kind of like i was looking at the surface and i was like baby girl fat over lean what are we doing over here like there's a lot of like fissures and cracks and it's like you can't cover all the space and rush out a show to zwerny in the way that you could fill a petzl like mm-hmm. you know like this is a lot of stuff there's a lot of surface area and it seemed like oops i'm trying to figure that out right and i was like well okay. well on the other hand again i only saw the pictures of it but one thing i did appreciate i couldn't really tell the true size of them i mean they looked as big as the petzl paintings but maybe they were even bigger, bigger. um the thing with her is, like, I felt like she was trying to do a little bit of a return to form, not in the technical sense. Like, she obviously changed her style mm-hmm. a lot, but that the paintings were more just, like, these group scenes that were, like, you know, what's it called? Narrative? Uh, uh, allegory paintings. Sort or, of, like, yeah. you know, trying to go back to her old thing of, like, okay, I'm basically, like, imagining situations that are, like, on some level satirical, but also yeah. just, like, you know, what a history painting is, an, an allegory or an illusion, illusion or analogy for, yeah. you know, contemporary events. Except that I was like, I don't understand what any of these are, are no. or are about. Like, there's something about the early works of hers where the the self-contained logic of, like, 
uh, it's a self eater, and you can like get it just by looking at it, or yeah. like that one of like the the bush cabinet, like walking around with blindfolds on in the daisy field or whatever, or the Michael Jackson autopsy. It's yeah. like they're a little more topical, which I suppose is lower hanging fruit. Yeah, but they're also like just easily understandable. Where I was looking at these, and I was like, I don't get what these are trying to say. These seem very autobiographical because there's like always a painter in them. Okay, well... And I was like, oh, fuck, who cares? As soon as you start going to, like, self-reflexive, like, meta-art things, too, it's... it's You can do that, I guess, but it's kind of lazy, you know? It's not fun. It's You're not Velasquez. You know what I mean? Like, not everything is Las Meninas. You're not making, like, a complicated point about seeing. Yeah. You're just being kind of self-aggrandizing. You're winking and, like, at the idea gazing. of seeing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, who fucking cares? <laughs> and then when it's all smushy, you're like, well... Yeah, and if it's smushy and muddy and it's rushed, like, yeah. it's not going to... Mm. It didn't... No, nothing about it hit. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Um, Luigi Geary, though, was also good at Matthew Marks. I don't know who that is. Those, like, little photos, the teeny tiny little photos, Italian. Oh, interesting. I would, I'll would. i have to look into it. I'm not sure who that is. Oh. Yeah. Mm. It's always in that little, like, chapel gallery. Yeah, yeah, I like that space, but oh, yeah. I just look, don't know the artist. Oh, they look beautiful in there. Every time I see those, I'm like, those are nice. Oh, look at the nice things. There was Andrew at too, but I was like, eh, well. Yeah, well, yeah, you get some colored, colored blockies. I was like, ooh, ooh, pedestals, but color. Yeah. And I was like, no one has ever seen the top of them, so we don't know if she ever finished them. Oh, really? I mean, she was only... Well, the handlers see it, I'm sure. They could tell you. I would love to know. I don't think those things ship vertically and stay in the same orientation. I think those are laying down. You don't think they just wheel them in a tall crate? No, a day? no I doubt it. Yeah, well. Vertical space costs a lot of money, man. They're definitely leaning that shit leaning that I feel shit like they down. just like wheel it in, tip it over. <laughs> I don't think so. Well, <laughs> Maybe. Right. Fuck, I don't know. Um, You'd still see it. Somebody's on a ladder. Someone knows, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was only like five foot one, so. Ask the people that did the lighting or whatever. Oh, you know, it'd be really funny if she just didn't. She was like, fuck it. I don't know what's on top of there. She was she was petite. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, did she ever finish the tops? Or is that a fun little cute? Probably not. I don't think they had ladders in the 1960s. (sighs) There was just no way to know. Jenna, they had planes in the 60s. (laughs) Um, Been watching a lot of 30 Rock. Oh, boy. I didn't realize I was still paying for Hulu. So. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to get your money's worth. Some. What's his name? Jack Dorsey. Jack Lemon, Donahue, Jack Donahue, Jack Lemon. Who's Jack Lemon? Oh, that's a that's an actor from yeah. the fifties. Uh huh. And Jack Dorsey's the Twitter man. Oh, not uh, that. Oh, uh, the founder. So of Alec yeah. Baldwin. I'll yeah. just call him Alec. Yeah. You got to get your money's worth. I'm realizing that I'm like, ooh, this is very millennial. It is. I'm like, ooh, yes, ooh. yes. Ooh, it's not great. Well, we'll see. It's not bad. It's not great. No. No. I hate to cut it short, but we should move we on. Do after show because it's getting yeah. late. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, wrap it up.